I've been following the story of a little boy who was out at the park on a walk with his family and he and his sister were on scooters and they got a little ahead of everyone and when they turned around and noticed that they couldn't see the rest of their family, they decided to stop and wait just as their mother instructed them to do. And while they were waiting, they decided to venture into a nearby lake. Well, the little boy went a little too far into the lake and tragically he drowned. But miraculously, he was resuscitated by medical professionals, and he was in ICU for a period of time. And while he was in the hospital, the neurologists, specialists, and doctors did a battery of tests on him to determine his prognosis and the extent of the trauma that was caused to him as a result of his drowning. Well, it was determined that he had a traumatic brain injury and a lot of the medical professionals had grim reports to give to his parents. They didn't know if he would be able to walk, talk, eat, see, hear. A lot of them even said that they felt it was no hope for the little boy and he wouldn't amount to anything. He would never recover. And it didn't matter what kind of report the medical professionals gave to his parents, they made the conscious decision to exercise their faith and trust God that he would heal the little boy, their son, and that he would recover to 100% wholeness and wellness and that he would be able to walk, talk, see, hear, and eat on his own and that he would basically be the same little boy he was before the tragedy occurred. This accident happened August of last year, 2020, and all throughout this time, his mother has used her platform on social media to express her faith in God and her hope that all will be well with him, and it, and it didn't matter what the medical professionals were saying, she was choosing to trust God and that God will heal him miraculously. And because of her social media presence, people around the world have heard this story and they have supported him and his family financially, emotionally. They have sent messages of encouragement. They have prayed for him and for the family. They have supported him and his parents and his siblings so many ways, cooking meals for them, providing places for them to stay. I remember the mother even sharing that one follower even offered to let them use their private jet. And because of the amount of support that was present from around the world, the prayers, the financial support, the moral support, the encouragement, the emotional support. They were able to take their son to specialists whose main focus is traumatic brain injuries. And they were even able to purchase the equipment. And this mother, I'm saying the mother because she was more vocal. She was the one that was more vocal on social media, but she did say that, you know, her husband was there with her, supporting her. She did all she could in her power 
to make sure her son was well, to help him recover from this injury, to make sure he was well taken care of. And last Monday, the little boy, whose name is Judah, passed away in his sleep. His heart just stopped beating. And when I read the post, I just began to pray for Judah, his family, his parents, especially his mother, because I know how hard she fought for her son to be well and to recover to 100% wholeness. Every one of her posts that I read, every update that she posted on social media, I could hear her heart, that, that mother's heart for all to be well with her son. So I just began to pray that she wouldn't be angry, that she wouldn't be bitter, but that the spirit of unconditional love would saturate her heart and that her mind be filled with clarity and understanding. I prayed that the burden of guilt would not rest on her soul so that she wouldn't take on any baggage filled with negative vibes and thought patterns that would allow her to think that the tragedy that happened to her son was her fault. I pray that angels of peace and comfort would give her a peace as she mourned, a peace that surpassed all understanding. Because I know what it is to trust God for something with an unwavering faith, regardless of what someone is telling me that is not going to happen, or I'm never going to get that. Or even if the situation doesn't seem to be turning in our favor or going into the direction that our prayers and faith is hoping that it will, I know what it is, and I know what it feels like for the situation to turn out the opposite of how I had hoped. And early on in my faith walk with God, I felt like God didn't hear me if he didn't answer my prayers. And there was even a time I felt like God didn't love me and that he was probably punishing me for something that I did wrong, even though I didn't know what it was. And it was through my healing and my maturation and my growth that I learned and I understood that God absolutely hears every single one of our prayers, that he absolutely loves us unconditionally, and that he would never withhold any good thing from us, and that nothing is a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. And if God doesn't answer our prayers in the way that we had pictured in my mind, in, their, in our minds and hoped that he would answer us, it's because God has something so much better or it just wasn't his will. And so I began to think about little Judah's life because he was only five years of age. And, and I thought about his life purpose and how part of his life purpose may have just been to show the world how having faith in God can move mountains and how when you trust God with an unwavering faith and you affirm that faith and you make concrete declarations, how it moves the hand of God and it has the ability to restore the faith in the collective, in someone else, 
to let them know there is hope and God's grace and mercy is still sufficient for us, that God's promises are still yes and amen. And so if his life, and as crazy as it sounds, just because of his age and the fact that he didn't live a full life as we would like to think because he didn't reach adulthood, I know that God doesn't make any mistakes and that Judah's purpose in the world was fulfilled because his life touched so many people's hearts and I know it transformed so many people's lives for the better. It renewed their faith in God. And so I say to you, Judah, rest well. Welcome to my Silas place. You are in session with Simply Danielle. I am a woman who was once broken, living through the tunnel vision of the pain of my past, and surviving daily through non-productive cycles and unhealthy patterns, until one day I made the conscious decision to heal and to answer the call of purpose on my life, to be a beacon of light and a living demonstration of faith, love, and joy in the world. And I do that through my role as a life coach, a writer, a mentor, a true sayer, and a lover of God. I serve to help you heal, to inspire, encourage, and uplift you daily along your life's journey through my social media posts, my mentorship programs, my one-on-one life coaching sessions, my blog posts, and now my podcast. So it is my sincere prayer that something I say during this episode ministers to the heart of your spirit and touches your soul in a way that urges you to make a conscious decision to heal from the pain of your past, putting you on the pathway to aligning with your true self and remembering your divine purpose for existence so that you're able to embrace the fullness of who God created you to be in the earth, empowering you to go from simply living day to day and surviving to thriving in the fullness of unconditional love, unspeakable peace, true joy, and abundance in every aspect of your life. I welcome you to my Silas Place. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is personal. It's between you and God. Faith is strengthened every time we use it to trust God in the process. Faith is necessary to thrive from a place of unconditional love versus fear. So the truth is we use faith every single day and we're not necessarily conscious of how much we use our faith because we're using it to complete our everyday task and because we do it with ease and we're accomplishing whatever it is we set out to do every day, we don't even realize we're using our faith. When we're planning for the next day, the night before, We're doing that in hopes of and with the faith that says, I will wake up in the morning and be alive and well. When we get in our car and we push the button to start it or put the key in the ignition to start it, we have faith that that car will start and get us to every single destination that we need to go to. When we do something as simple as sitting in a chair We do it with the faith that the chair is able to hold us up, that the legs won't give out. 
And the whole time that we're sitting in the chair, the chair will sustain us. All of those are examples of how we use faith every single day. When we come into what may seem impossible or out of our reach, that's when we become conscious that we are applying our faith to the situation and we're trusting a higher power, God, to help us manifest whatever it is we're believing to come to manifestation for us. Faith is like a muscle that you have to exercise daily to strengthen it so that you're able to use it. And the more you use the muscle, the stronger it gets and the more you're able to trust that I can rely on this muscle. I can rely on my faith to get me through. Along my faith walk, I have picked up several keys that I want to share with you. Key number one, the one thing I know about faith is it's impossible to please God without it. When you make the decision to activate your faith, you must do it from an unwavering state. You can't one moment put all of your trust, faith, energy into believing whatever it is that you're hoping will manifest, will manifest for you. And then the next moment, because a circumstance arises within the situation, you begin to develop fears that it won't happen. And you're coming up with all of these what-if scenarios and entertaining them. Or you're allowing the negative conversation of someone else to cause you to lose focus of what you're believing for. When you begin to entertain the fear, the doubt, the worry, the uncertainty, what happens is you're sending mixed messages to the atmosphere of abundance. And in doing so, it ties the hands of God because you're not clear with your focus, your desire. It's wavering. And so once you make the conscious decision to trust God with an unwavering faith and to do it consistently, it moves the hand of God. And that's when your blessing manifests. That's when your miracle manifests. That's when you begin to see whatever it is that you have asked for come to fruition for you. And not only does God just bless us with what we ask for, he always goes exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Key number two, faith requires action and that action requires that you do your work. There's a scripture in the Bible that shares faith without works is dead. So faith and action go hand in hand. One will not work without the other. And so ways that you can activate your faith by doing your work is one, to pray. Whatever it is that you're believing God to do, always pray that God keep you focused on your desire and that you don't entertain any fear-filled thoughts. Also pray that whatever it is you're desiring to manifest for you is for the highest good of your life and in the divine right timing of your life. Affirm whatever it is that you desire. And as you affirm your faith, it doesn't give room for the door to open for fear to enter into the consciousness of your mind and to begin to derail your thoughts to lower vibrations. Words are so powerful. Whatever you speak to the atmosphere, 
is what you attract to your life. So you always want to affirm your faith. Some of my favorite affirmations that I recite, no matter what, what I'm believing God to do, what I'm applying my faith toward, are all things are working together for my highest good. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I have everything I need. I lack absolutely nothing. God is for me. God absolutely loves me. God is my source for everything. And as I'm affirming my faith and whatever it is I'm believing God to do, if any fear is present, it's dissolved as I'm affirming my faith. And I become more and more focused on my faith and making sure it is at an unwavering state and that I'm trusting God to do whatever it is I need done or that I desire and that it will happen at the appointed time at, and for my highest good. Key number three, faith requires that you trust the process. And in trusting the process, it requires that you be patient. I remember a time when I was in the heart of my healing journey and I was making a lot of life-altering decisions. And I'm not really a risk taker. It takes me a while to make a decision. But once I make a decision, I'm ready to move forward. And I want whatever it is that I'm trying to do to happen right away. And as I'm making these decisions, it just seems like nothing is moving forward the way I was hoping that it would. And I was growing impatient. And I remember one day I came across this scripture and the scripture shares, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And when I read that scripture, I understood that faith in itself is a process and it requires our patience. And the process is present because it requires preparation for the manifestation of whatever it is we're asking for and believing God to do. With some things that we're believing God to do, they come quicker than others. They manifest quicker than others. And then miracles, they happen instantly, which tells me that God already prepared us for them. And so when you find yourself believing God to do something, it doesn't matter how long you have been believing God to do it. Continue to trust God with an unwavering faith. Continue to affirm your faith, no matter how long it's been, a week, a few weeks, a month, a year, a few years. And keep in mind, God absolutely hears you. He knows your heart's desires. And at the appointed time, whatever it is you're believing God to do will manifest for you. And it will be for the highest good of your life. And it will be in the divine right timing of your life. Everything will work out when it's supposed to and how it's supposed to. Key number four, faith can't be manipulated. It really bothers me when people say, I told God if he gets me out of this situation, I'll go to church every single Sunday for the rest of my life, knowing that they have no intention of doing it. They may show up for two Sundays and that's it. Or I told God if, he get me out of this situation, I'm going to stop lying. Or I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to be good. 
And as soon as God gets them out of the situation, they go right back to doing whatever it is they were doing. I'm not saying everybody because there are people who have honored whatever it is they told God that they would do. But when it comes to your faith, your faith cannot be manipulated. The one thing I always remember is God never asks us to do anything for him without first doing something for us. So having faith means I'm trusting God and I'm focused on the expected end without throwing in any bargaining tools in the mix. I think about a situation with a young lady who, was, who really wanted this job and she went through all of the preliminary paperwork, she passed all the background checks, drug tests and everything, but she had to take an entrance exam and She's not a good test taker, and she was very nervous about taking a test. And so instead of putting the action with her faith, because she absolutely prayed and asked God to help her pass this test because she really wanted this job. But for some reason, she didn't believe that she could pass the test. And so she prayed, asked God to help her. She had faith that she would pass the test. And then instead of studying, what she chose to do is have someone else take the test. Well, somehow they got caught and she ended up not getting the job. And every time I think about the situation, I just simply think if she would not have tried to manipulate the situation, manipulate her faith basically, and just trusted God in the process, and did her work, the action with the faith, which would have been to study every single day up until the day that she had to take the entrance exam. God would have took every ounce of her faith in conjunction with the effort and all of the studying that she did and matched her faith to empower her to pass the test if that was the will of God for her. But because she tried to manipulate the situation, it ended up bad for her. It didn't turn out how she desired for it to turn out. And so faith can't be manipulated. It's important for us to follow and respect spiritual laws. Remember to trust with an unwavering faith and to put the action behind it, which in this case would be to study. My last key, key number five, faith isn't easy. Just because you're believing for a desire to manifest and you're believing with an unwavering, unwavering faith and you're doing your work, you're putting the action with it, it doesn't mean that it's meant to be. That's why it's so important to pray and seek God so that you'll have clarity with the steps that you're taking concerning your desires and what it is that you truly want. Many times we're trusting God for a specific thing to manifest in our lives. It could be a husband, it could be material possessions, it could be something within our career, career advancement, it could be the desire to go back to school, an increase in financial blessings, a car, a child, a baby, whatever your desire is, healing within your body, 
from disease, sickness, whatever your desire is, just because you are believing God with an unwavering faith and you're affirming your faith doesn't mean that you won't come into difficulty or face uncertainty. It's during those times that you have to remain faithful to trust in the process and trusting God in the process to know that God is absolutely with you, God hears you, and God loves you. And at the appointed time, it will manifest for you. But a lot of times, we don't see that because we've already made up in our mind how we want God to answer our prayers or how we want God to manifest the specific desire. And in the process of us mapping out how we want the desire to manifest, we miss God. And so we continue to repeat the experience until we learn what it is sent to teach us. And that's when our awareness becomes increased. And as long as we continue to trust God in the process, our faith will continue to grow and we'll also begin to trust God more. Our relationship will be strengthened with God and it will become more intimate and we'll trust God on a deeper level. So it won't matter what we see or what someone is telling us or the circumstances that may arrive within the situation. We know that affirming our faith will strengthen it and God will come through for us. So what are my takeaways about faith? You must always focus on your desired outcome so that you're not opening the door for fear to creep in and so that you don't begin to entertain the fear and send mixed signals to the atmosphere of abundance, which begins to tie up our desires. And it almost, it's almost like it just puts it on hold until we make the conscious decision to affirm our faith or to entertain the fear. Whatever it is that we put our focus and energy in is what we attract to our lives. We can't just have faith, even if it's an unwavering faith. We must pair it with the action and do our work. So whatever it is we're believing God to do, whatever it is we desire, doesn't matter what it is, material possessions, increase, advancement, relationship, whatever it is, healing, whatever it is, you have to do the work. And so if you're desiring to lose some weight, for example, you can absolutely have faith that God will help you to lose the 20 pounds you're seeking to lose. You can have an unwavering faith in doing that, but you must pair it with action. Faith and action go together. So you have to look at your eating habits, change them to more healthier eating habits, drink your water, exercise, go on walks, and be consistent with it. And once you begin to do that and affirm what you desire, I will lose this 20 pounds. I will stay committed to my eating plan. I will be consistent with my exercise routine. As you begin to affirm your faith and your desire, that's when you begin to see it manifest. My third takeaway, 
In times when we're trusting God with an unwavering faith to manifest a specific desire, even if the desire never manifests, we have to understand it's not that God is punishing us or he doesn't want us to have it. Because God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways, God knows what's ahead. God knows when the appointed time is the right time for us. God knows what will meet the highest good of our lives. And so he wants what's best for us, what will prosper us, what will help us to remain in good health. And so if our desire is going against any of that, God puts it on hold or doesn't give it to us at that specific time or gives us something much better. Whichever it is, it will be for our highest good. And we have to understand there's a lesson to learn in every experience that we are faced with. And so when we learn the lesson, the experience stops repeating itself and we move on to our next phase in life to use what we have learned to be a blessing to others as well as us ourselves and to prepare us for what we're asking for, to prepare us for our divine purpose in life. But it's all for our highest good because God loves us just that much. What are your takeaways about faith? Be sure to share them with me in the comments. It is my sincere prayer that this episode ministered to the heart of your spirit and it touched your soul in a way that is urging you to begin your healing journey. So I must ask you, are you ready to heal? If you answered yes to this question, I encourage you to reserve this month's featured session entitled Mentor Me. Now, I absolutely love all of the sessions that I offer for healing, and I especially love Mentor Me because I'm able to personalize each session within the set to help you meet your goals for seeking mentorship. And because we are all individuals and unique, our goals for seeking mentorship and healing are unique. And so within the Mentor Me set, I personalize your sessions to directly align with your goals for seeking mentorship. I design each session to be rooted in the foundation of self-love, and in doing so, it will support you in fulfilling your personal goals for seeking mentorship. During each session, you will be giving healing tools that will empower you to know who you are on a deeper level, increase your awareness about your attractions, hone the love that is within you so that you'll love yourself unconditionally, and you'll also notice that you'll begin to take intentional steps to live your best life in the fullness of whom you were created to be in the earth. During each session, you will do the work to understand how your life experiences have affected you. How have you processed them? How are you and what your perception is of them? You will also be aware of how you are currently living through them within non-productive patterns and unhealthy cycles. Now, this set of sessions can be reserved in sets of four, with four being the minimum number of sessions that you 
you can reserve at one time and 20 being the maximum number of sessions that you can reserve at one time within this set. So if you are interested, please go to my website, mysolaceplace.org. You want to click on the My Healing tab at the top of the page. Scroll down until you see Mentor Me. Click on the title, Mentor Me. It will take you to the reservation request form. Please fill it out in its entirety and submit it. Now I am offering $200 off during the month of November if you include offer code MyHealingJourney1121 in the memo section of your reservation request. That will give you $200 off your total investment amount. I do have this offer on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is simply Danielle or you can simply type in at my solace place and you want to go to the offers section and you'll see this month's offer mentor me thank you for listening to my podcast if it's been a blessing to you I encourage you to share it with others and if you're not already doing so be sure to connect with me on social media at my solace place that's M-Y-S-O-L-A-C-E P-L-A-C-E on Facebook and Instagram. I post content to help you heal, to inspire, encourage, and uplift you daily. Until next time, blessings, light, and love to you. Peace.